Welcome to the Financial Philosophers Podcast, where we explore the nuances of personal finance, improve our financial literacy, and empower ourselves to achieve financial freedom. Come nerd out with us, and let's take this journey together. Welcome back, everyone, to another few cents. Uh, Just a reminder, we drop these mini episodes every Tuesday. Uh, just two days before our full-length episodes, which drop every Thursday. Danny, for this week, I think we have more listener questions. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, nice. they're rolling in. Thanks to everyone that's sending them in. Super excited to be able to talk the room. Hit, hit me with yeah, what you let's got. let's get to it. So the first question comes from Virginia this time. Uh, and it okay. says, I'm thinking of setting up a 529 account for my child because I want to help with paying for college. Is this a good idea? I also heard that each state has their own 529 plan. Do I need to open one in my state? What happens if I move? Okay. Uh, let's see here. So you want to help pay for college. Is a 529 a good idea? <laughs> Everyone loves this answer, Danny. It depends. It depends. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it depends. Um, you indecisive so things, man. <laughs> I know. A couple things you got to be, be mindful of here. So there are two, generally two types of 529 plans. Most people go with what is called a 529 college savings plan, which is basically you put money in, it gets invested, usually in mutual funds, that money grows tax deferred. And then if you withdraw it for qualified education expenses, it also comes out tax free. And those it's it's almost those qualified. It can be an actual state college, a private college, university, but also things like trade schools, certifications, any form of higher education, correct? Yes, they they recently expanded um, the use case for them. It used to be a little stricter. Um, I don't know all the rules exactly because there are a lot, but they did make it a little more applicable to other things uh, very recently. But uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a Roth account, but for education expenses, if you will, if you're using it for qualified ex- expenses for education. Then there's something called a 529 college savings plan. Um, I'm sorry, 529 prepaid college plan. Okay. These are a little bit less popular. It's where you would, you you sort of need to know where your child might be going to school. Like there's, they're usually set up with certain schools, uh, colleges, and then you pay for the tuition several years in advance, getting a discount on it. You kind of prepay it over time, if you mm. will. And then come time when they go to school, you may have paid, you know, tuition expenses that were much less than after all the inflation has occurred over the years that you your okay. child was growing up I, before they ultimately I want to cut in here uh, I yeah like I have a really big issue with kind of preemptively deciding both if and where my child is going to go to college I yeah. I don't yeah. know that I don't think that sits right with me you know, you're not the only one, Danny. Um, uh, most people don't go with the prepaid college plan. Um, most will go with just the regular savings plan because it gives more flexibility to okay. to send to school where you don't want to go. Also, when you actually do the ROI, the return on investment on the prepaid college plan, it, it's kind of a mixed bag. Mm. Sometimes you're getting a nice discount and you could put like an actual return to it and it's pretty attractive. Sure. Other times, maybe not so much. I do know there's a new program out I heard of and I don't know the name and I don't know much on it. But there is a push to make these prepaid college plans more applicable to colleges amongst uh, among many different states. So, so that parents and children don't feel pigeonholed, for example. So uh, keep your eye on that. There might be options in the future that are more attractive. But 
For most people, it's the savings plan we talked about. Okay. And that's what I'm going to focus on really quick as I answer this. So is it a good idea? It can be a good idea for sure. If assuming you're not, you know, sacrificing other goals you have, if you have the cash flow and, and one of your primary goals is to save for college, 529 can be a very reasonable place to park your money uh, for that tax deferred growth and potentially tax free withdrawals. To answer your question about the state, uh, the state you live in, you don't need to open one with your state sponsored plan. Like every state has one. Danny, actually, yours in Nevada is. Um, they sponsor Vanguard, so the Vanguard okay. five twenty nine. I think that's really is, interesting. That is last I that is a, it's last a I checked. Unique custodian. Uh, yeah, I th- I think that's what it is. Last I checked, but so it doesn't really matter when it becomes when it does matter has to do with whether your state offers a state income tax credit oh, for contributions okay. to your state's five twenty nine plan or a state ta- income tax deduction. But it, remember, th- these are just on your your state taxes, not on your federal taxes. So. For a lot of people, yeah. unless you're really high earner, the tax credit or deduction may not really have a meaningful impact on your taxes. You or just you have just to weigh that in your pay. decision. No state tax. <laughs> Come, <laughs> Come on Danny out, man. Nevada. <laughs> yeah. So um, unless the state tax credit or state tax deduction would be meaningful to you, honestly, you're okay to go with any plan in any state. I, okay. I'd say pick the best plan. You know, what has the lowest fees and the, the best investment options? And uh, um, before we finish up yeah. here, one additional call out is that those yeah. plans are not tied solely to one child. You can change the beneficiary if uh, mm-hmm. whatever education they were pursuing doesn't use up the full amount. That can be right. rolled on to another child or family member, uh, anyone who wants right. to pursue some form of education. Absolutely. And another quick call out and then we'll get to the next question. Uh, there is a new thing starting in 2024. It was passed in the Secure Act 2.0 uh, at the beginning of this year. This year, um, starting in 2024, there's a new 529 to Roth IRA transfer. Assuming they don't change the the laws again and get rid of it, okay. but it is pending to be to go in effect. I'm not going to jump into the details today. You can Google it, look up the details. But it is another thing that adds flexibility to funds that. Maybe you oversave in the 529, you don't use all of it for education, and you're like, what do I do with this remaining balance? It could give you some option to transfer some of it to a 529, okay. but you have to follow the strict rules associated that is, with that. That is good to know. Great. All right. So let's, uh, let's get moving. More. Yeah, we spent a lot of time on sure. that one. So uh, the yeah. next question comes from West Virginia. Okay. And it says- My state. Yes. Is getting a life insurance policy at a young age a good investment slash reasonable thing to do? Mm, okay. I I hesitate to focus on the word investment. It's difficult to call life insurance an investment. I mean, it's investing and protecting your future sure. earnings should you die early. It's, a, right? it's an investment but, for everyone else but you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you're, you're dead and gone, um, other people get to uh, enjoy the benefits of that death benefit, although sorely miss your presence, of course. So um, is a life insurance policy a reasonable thing to do at a young age. It's going to depend on your situation. So if you are married and you have a spouse that depends on your income and the, your income contributes to your financial goals towards the lifestyle you want to achieve towards, per, if you have kids, for example, your income provides supporting those kids. If you are married or you have kids or a combination of both, the need for life insurance becomes stronger. Think back to, if you haven't listened to it yet, go to episode number one, 
uh, your ability to earn an income may be the greatest asset you own, right? Your earnings potential is your greatest asset. Your death benefit from a life insurance is to is to be a present value of all your future earnings. If you were to die today, uh, what uh, people who are depending on you, what have uh, what income have you then denied them for the remainder of their lives if you're not going to be around to earn that? Sure. So keep that in mind. If you're thinking about getting married and having kids and you're single, you could still make the case like, hey, I want to get it now while I'm still young, because the younger you are, the cheaper it is. The healthier you are, the cheaper it is. If you if you think your health might change in the future, which for most people it does, we generally don't get healthier as we age. It's the opposite. There is some rationale there to consider locking in a policy while you're young, maybe a 20 or a 30 year term policy. For some people, a permanent policy could be okay. a good option, but although generally less so. Those, those term policies usually work for a lot of people because by the time you get near the end of that policy, you've hopefully built up that nest egg yes. and, and retirement account that would also help provide uh, for anyone in your absence. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that's generally generally the, the strategy you go for. There's something, you know, if you have term through your employer, that's okay. Uh, but just remember, if you leave your employer, you generally can't take group term policies with you. Yep, that would be so my case some merit as well. To, yeah. So there's some merit to buying your individual one. So wait, think about your situation. Uh, if, you're, if you have kids or you're married or you're thinking you may want both and you are currently healthy and young and you have the ability to get a term, which are generally pretty inexpensive, it might not be a bad thing to do. So, yeah, that's that's I think that's all, uh, right. all I have to say on that. Great. Journey. Thanks so much yeah. for talking through these two questions to everyone listening. Hope you enjoyed them and got something out of them and can move forward awesome. with that uh, new information. Uh, make sure to check in when we drop the full episode this Thursday. And as always, have a great week. All opinions expressed in this program are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for any investment decisions or financial advice. Always remember that investing involves risk and the possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a qualified professional before making any important financial decisions.